Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hey, guys. Welcome to Coffee Combos. Hi, Lindsay. Hey. I kind of like braced myself for a second because I was waiting if you were going to sing or if you weren't, and I was trying to mentally prepare myself. No, because I, I listened back to the recording of me singing it, and I was like... Yeah, I'm committing to never singing it again until I approve my vocals. <laughs> like, cannot, will not sing it until I get my act together. I thought it was pretty good, to be perfectly honest. Really? Okay, well, yeah. I, it was probably comparable to Kylie Jenner's Rise and Shine. Am I your hype man? Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's what I thought. Um, so... <laughs> Today, I feel like I'm in such a better mood than I was last week, and I think it's just because I went to the gym this morning and um, had to run errands before I dropped Jackson off at school. Like, that's psycho level. Like, who's running errands at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning? If you're doing that, you're also a psychopath. Um, But, yeah, I was doing that, and then I had to, like, get stuff out at the school for, like, a class party and then somehow managed to – this would only happen to me – I feel like everything's going smoothly. I go to open the door to do the last tour to get Jackson out, get all this shit out, and I gash the back of my leg. How? Oh, wow. How? Oh, wow. That's tough. I don't know. I don't know. Then I walk into the front office and I'm like, hey, I need to take this back to, you know, Jackson's class or whatever. And they're trying to get me like a visitor pass and whatever. And I'm like, I think I like cut my leg and... I turn it over and the lady's looking at it and she's like, oh, wow, that's a huge gash. And I'm like, well, I mean. Thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing. Like, thanks for making me feel good about myself. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. So, yeah, I did all that and I was doing laundry last week when we podcast and then I'm doing laundry again today, which probably means that I'm always doing laundry and when we get finished podcasting, I'm going to put on a crock pot of spaghetti and let it cook all day. And then my dinner will be done for the night. So I basically feel like I've been very productive. I cannot say the same. Uh, my dogs woke up this morning. Actually, let me not say my dogs. Uh, Gizmo woke <laughs> up at 4.09 a.m., and was barking his head off. So I was like, either someone's at the door or he's going to shit himself. So I came downstairs, <laughs> took him outside, <laughs> let him go to the bathroom. And um, I tried to go back to sleep. And then because it took me so long to fall asleep, I guess I then fell asleep and like, overslept. So I got Lux to school at 9.10 instead of 9. So I was like, well... Okay, I still did well, Um, but I wore my pajamas to drop them off. So that's where I'm at this morning. And um, it's been 
probably the worst week I've had in a long time. And I feel like I've said that so recently. Yeah. It keeps being the worst week. You know, like when it goes to the next week, it's like, this is worse than like the week before. Oh, a hundred percent. This is the worst one. Like I had a double session of therapy on Tuesday to like try to figure this shit out, but, um, it's not working, um, figuring it out, but no therapy is working. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that because I just started, but I've had three sessions and I already feel like I'm, maybe I'm, it's not working yet because it's so new, but the things that we're talking about and the insight that she's giving me is opening my, I guess, perception and like my, what do you want to call it? Like, how I view things, my perspective. Right, like your mindset's not so closed off. Right, and so like I literally cannot wait until the next therapy session. Like that's how I've been feeling. After the last one, I can't wait till the next one. And then after that, I couldn't... Like she called me to let me know she had an opening and if I wanted to come in earlier or do a double session. And I was like, oh, I need a double session, 100%. (laughs) I need all the double sessions I can get. Yes. And um, I think I walked out with like tissue all over my face from crying because I'm like, at this point, I don't know which way is up. Um, But on a lighter note, I got Lux to school in his costume today. And his costume was supposed to be Miguel from the movie Coco. And it was literally perfect. He had like the red hoodie, the wife beater, like the white wife beater underneath, the jeans, the brown shoes and the guitar. But he wouldn't let me paint his face. So he literally looks like he went to school without a costume on. (laughs) And I'm like, that's it. That's the costume. Oh my gosh. So first of all, I want to talk about the therapy because um, I feel like therapy is so good and I have talked about it on the podcast before about how like I'm an advocate for that. And I just think it's healthy. Like even if you are a mentally healthy person, everybody goes through stuff. So I think that Mm -hmm. therapy just in general is good for everybody because it is a non-biased person that can give like actual educational insight from things that they have seen, you know, and like patterns and stuff that... Um, you wouldn't have access to without going to speak to somebody like that. So right. I think that's so healthy and definitely go to all the double sessions that you can get because crying is a release. And I think that um, sometimes we don't cry enough. Like I know that you're a crier, but like I feel like I don't cry enough. And then when I do get a good cry, like I feel so much better. Do you know what I mean? Right. But just to piggyback off off of what you were saying before, um, how it's good and anyone can benefit from it, I will say that in the past I've tried it and um, it never, I didn't feel like it really worked for me. And I did try it with like couples counseling and like all of those things. And I just, I was willing to go, but I don't think that I was fully ready to commit to doing the work part of it. So like, Therapy, anyone can go talk to somebody. Like anyone can do that. But you have to be willing to, you have to be ready to accept the things that they're going to teach you. Like my therapist has taught me already, like basically when I'm under stress or I'm in a situation, I'm reacting with the primitive part of my brain, right? Like impulse, fight or flight. I'm not thinking about it 
rationally and in a way that I'm can make good executive decisions. And so she's giving me tools to learn how to re-engage my frontal lobe so that I'm able to calmly and rationally think about what I'm about to do and how I'm going to react. I mean, obviously in certain situations, there's, there is no way to do that, but, um, and just like breathing techniques, grounding techniques, like these are like the real tools. And if you don't practice them when you leave, they're never going to work because you have to practice them and be, make them become second nature in order for you to actually use them in the situations, right? Like I had court all day yesterday. I was there for almost six hours. And like there were certain times where I was so worked up, but because I've been practicing the breathing technique that she taught me, I was like, okay, I can, I'm still stressed out, but I'm at least able to think more clearly. So like, I guess it's, I forget what she said it's called, but um, there's in your brain when you breathe, it keeps your heart and lungs going, right? Like it gives you like a little shot of adrenaline. So that's what makes it pump. But then in order to counteract that, to make it balanced, I think it's called sero. I don't know. It's a drug in your body that's released to counteract the adrenaline so that you're able to like balance and you're, you get the pump and the push of your heart and your lungs. Right. So right. the exhale, the longer you take to exhale, you're, I guess like it, it would prevent you from like hyperventilating or like the constant, like constant heartbeat and like the constant, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I know I wrote it down. Um, so like exhaling really long. So like you take a breath in, but you're, you're prolonging the exhale, like almost like you're sipping a straw and like breathing out. So that's the long part that you want to do when you're in a like super stressful situation. And then I think I talked about it before where it's like, if you're having anxiety, which what happened to me a couple of weeks ago has given me that, I'm like, okay, five things I can see, four things that I can sm- smell, three things I can touch, two things I can hear. I mean, it's not that exact order, but um, that'll help you like think clearly too in a crazy situation. It doesn't have to be five things, four things, three. It can just be like, okay, what can I feel? Like, what can I immediately feel? What can I immediately see to kind of bring you back to where you should be? Right. Yeah, no, I think and I love it. I think that um that goes with everything in life really like until you're ready to receive what someone has that can help you, then right. it's no good because right. If you're not going to apply it, then it's just a waste of time. And I don't think that people realize that though. Okay, Lindsay, have you taken any holiday pictures yet? Kale, do you know me? Of course. I've actually already ordered my cards as well, and I use Vistaprint to design and print them. I'm so excited to send them out at the beginning of December, and I will definitely be sharing my cards this year on social media. Okay, so I can't wait to see yours. We're taking ours next weekend when I have all the kids, and I'm super excited for all the fun designs Vistaprint has to offer. Yes, there's nothing more special than opening a card and seeing your friends, families, and even dogs smiling back at you. It's just a special time of the year, and it feels like the person really cares because they put the time and thought into making it. Vistaprint has such an amazing array of photo gifts, calendars, and more. And um, actually, I love giving people like photo gifts, so I think that's a really good idea if you don't know what to get somebody. I'm so excited for the holidays this year. Um, I actually love receiving the people's family cards because I'm like, wow, like you really thought of me when you 
mailed these out. Um, and I leave them up around my doorway. Like I tape them to the doorway and you'll see it on Teen Mom. Like the Teen Mom will air in like April and I still have everyone's Christmas cards. So um, that's just my tradition. So, but with Vistaprint, all you need to do is pick a shape for your photo, choose a design, upload your favorite photo right from your phone um, and figure out how many cards you need. And then you can order them and get them right away. So this season, make more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off of all holiday cards and photo calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts by using the code COFFEE50 at checkout. That's V-I-S-T-A-P-R-I-N-T dot com for up to 50% off with promo code COFFEE50. Offer ends January 5th. I was tweeting about it because I was not in of sound mind. <laughs> so I went off on, on Twitter about it and I'm like... Everyone's like, oh, I want to go to therapy or I want to talk to somebody. And it's like, that's great. That's a great first step. But you need to be fully aware that there's like actual things that you're going to need to do in conjunction with going to speak to somebody. And I think that in the past, I just haven't, I wasn't ready. And I didn't know that there was actual, like, there was like homework, right? Like work that I have to do outside of the session. So I think that it's good for people to know. So if you're thinking about counseling and you want to commit to it, just be open to using the tools that they're going to give you to help you. I so agree. And I'm actually starting therapy for, I've done like marriage counseling and stuff, but I'm actually starting therapy for um, family issues, like with a family therapist. Oh, wow. Good. On November the 13th. So I'm going to do... 60 minute sessions to start off with. And I don't know if it'll be recommended to, you know, do these double sessions or not, but I just think that, um, sometimes it's important, not sometimes all the time. It's important to take care of yourself first because you can't, Mm -hmm. if you're not whole, you can't pour into somebody else's cup. So, um, I think it's the most healthy thing for me. Like I said, I've kind of like cut off just talking about anything negative and just I'm going to do that with a therapist like in a safe place and right. um, just move on with my life because I think that's the most important thing. But to be able to move on in a healthy way and I think that a lot of people even who go through like relationships or have family struggles or whatever – just because you're moving on or you're cutting off the communication or you are in any type of toxic situation, just because you're not communicating with an individual or you're not communicating with like a unit does not mean that you're necessarily getting better if you're not actually dealing with the problems. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that's how like everything. I think that's how like patterns happen, you know, because you kind of close your mind off or your emotions off to something. And then Mm -hmm. that's how you allow things to come back in when you know it's not the best thing for you because you never actually dealt with it to realize how unhealthy something really is. Right. Right. It's crazy though. Like, I feel like when you go to therapy, you, or like, counseling of any kind like you can really open your eyes and it can it can help you some people will go to counseling couples counseling and real and really want to work it out and then they get to counseling and they're like wait this isn't working like this actually did the opposite it made me realize I don't want to be with you you know so I think it can be helpful and open your eyes and 
give you perspective on so many things. And but I still think in the end that's helpful because it Yeah, absolutely. You get into it and you realize like, oh, wow, there's more problems than what I even realized was going on. I think that's also helpful because it's opening your eyes to things that you wouldn't have been able to do on your own. Right. Right. I mean, I think when I went to counseling with Javi, I think that it truly, that was the final straw that I took before I filed. I mean, I tried to file for divorce, but my ducks were not in a row. And then we tried counseling. And then when I realized I was showing up to the counseling sessions by myself um, and he showed up to one or two, I realized that I was doing me wanting to go file for divorce was probably the best thing that I could have done. You know what I'm saying? But then in hindsight, I'm like kind of agree with what my friend said. And I had talked about it on another podcast was like she had gone to high school longer than she tried with her husband. And, And so sometimes I'm like... I don't regret getting divorced. I think that was the best thing for me. But moving forward in a relationship, I would want to make sure that I'm trying longer than I was in high school, right? Like I've been through longer things. I've been through harder things. So I make I want to make sure that I'm giving it all the effort before I walk away. And I think like and that with, goes for myself too. Like I should probably try to go to therapy for four years, right? <laughs> right. Oh, therapy for life. Like therapy is good. Like for... Even if you're well, you're probably not well. Yeah. Right. You're not. You know, so. Or you could do better. It, um, actually, now that you just said that, what you said about relationships, it made me think about this question that somebody had asked on one of the, um, like, ask questions on Instagram or whatever. And oh God. the question. Is it about me? <laughs> no, not specifically. Oh. I think it's just like an opinion thing. If both partners in a marriage are not equally pulling their weight, is it fair to give an ultimatum? No, an ultimatum is never going to work. No matter what, it is not going to work. I agree. If both parties are not pulling their weight, that's when you have to decide together, are we going to go to counseling or are we not? And if the answer is no, then maybe go to counseling by yourself and that will help you open your eye, it will help you open your eyes to, you know, maybe some other things that you're not noticing. But I, I've noticed that uh, ultimatum will never work. It just won't. I know because when Will and I were dating and we were having issues like, okay, how are we going to progress this relationship? Are we going to, like, you need to work on things? Because at that time, I feel like Will was way more immature than me. And so Mm -hmm. there were things that he definitely needed to work on that I was just like, okay, these are make or break type things. And so um, I would give ultimatums and be like, okay, well, if you do this and I find out, then you know, I'm not going to be with you. And ultimately that never works because what I found was it actually either encourages them to do it more because it's like a natural instinct to, if somebody tells me not to do something, then I'm going to just do it anyway. I feel like they have to want to change that thing that's also not healthy for them, for themselves. And until they get to the point of wanting to change for themselves, it's, not going to work. Like they can't just change for you. It has to be like an internal thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I tried to do ultimatums with even relationship with my mom was like, you go to rehab or you'll never 
see me again. And it's like, well, she doesn't really want the help. I mean, you can't want something for somebody more than they want it for themselves. And I think that the struggle for me and a lot of my relationships is that I see the potential. I see the bigger picture. Right. I know what I'm capable of. And so I know, or I want someone else to feel like they're just as capable or they're, they can work towards something. And I feel like if someone places obstacles in front of me, right. And they're like, Kale, you're not, you're not doing your best right now. I need, I'm going to take your kids away and I'm going to give you all these tasks to make you, you a better person. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you're going to do them or you're not, I'm, I'm either going to use that as like an obstacle to overcome, to be better, or I'm going to not. And then I'm just going to sit there and have a pity party. But I guess other people don't, they don't think that same way. And so that's why ultimatums don't work. Like they'll just be like, well, I'm going to do exactly what you, the opposite, or I'm going to do what you want. And it's, we're still going to have issues. So really what's the point? I have to want it myself. Right. Right. And that's been, that's just been like my personal experience with it. And it seems like you had the same personal experience with it. So collectively, I'm going to say that ultimatums do not work. Don't want, right. All right, guys, with Jackson being in kindergarten, sometimes I feel like my schedule is even more crazy and getting a workout in or knowing what to eat can nearly be impossible at times. I know it's been so crazy over the last couple of weeks and I've finally found a personalized plan that works for me since I found Noom. So no more searching for training apps, workouts, calorie trackers, meal plans, all of that because Noom seriously has it all. Noom isn't just about losing weight. It helps you set your own individual goals to break your bad habits with goal specialists and other Noom members. So I've really felt a part of their community and it helps me stay on track and control some of my bad eating habits. I thought I wouldn't be able to stick to it, but the app is so helpful and easy to stick to. Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things that you do and gives you the tools to replace them with better things. Start committing 10 minutes a day for yourself with Noom. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash coffee. Again, that's N-O-O-M dot com slash coffee. It's the last weight loss program you'll need. What do you have to lose? Um, well, while we're on the question thing, um, there was another question. Someone asked, the hardest thing about parenting for you, love all of you and your podcast. So... I already know my answer, but go ahead. The hardest thing about parenting? Yeah. I mean, there's several things that are are the hardest. It's just depending on when they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my, my daily struggle is feeding them because I'm a terrible cook. And so I don't have a desire to cook like <laughs> real meals. And I don't like, <laughs> like, that's like my daily hardest part of mothering. And then um, other things like time management with how to spend individual time with my kids and when to discipline. I really struggle with, and I know that you you don't relate because you only have one, but Sometimes I beat myself up over the fact that I'm so hard on Isaac and I have high expectations for him Yeah, because I feel like he's the oldest so he knows better so he should do better. But then Lincoln might do the same thing or Lux might do the same thing and they're not getting punished because they're five and two. So, and then Isaac 
I feel like almost resents me for it, but it's like, I mean, Lincoln less now because he is about to be six, like he knows better, but I struggle with that. And then I also struggle with, because of the life that we live, I feel like my kids feel entitled. And we talked about this on the last episode. It's like, everything that we have right now can disappear tomorrow. So stop acting like you deserve this and you're owed this because the world does not owe you shit. So I struggle with that. Like, am I doing a good enough job to raise my children to be productive members of society as adults? I don't want them to be entitled as adults. I don't want Isaac or Lincoln or Lux to go into the real world and be like, I don't have to work. I have everything given to me. Like, I don't want that. I want them to know the value of a dollar. And like, I struggle with that daily. Like, that's something that I need to work on. And like the anxiety of like, I'm worrying about how they're going to be as adults. They're literally nine, five, and two. Like, I can't. So there's a lot of, (laughs) long story short, I struggle with a lot of, everything is the hardest part of mothering. Yeah. I think mothering. What's your answer? Well, what you just said, like mothering just in general, I think is the hardest job that you'll ever do. Um, I think anything else seems like very easy compared to mothering. Um, I can't relate to some of the things that you say because I'm not a mother of multiples. So, you know, when I call Jackson down, it's literally like just him. I, I guess he relates it to like the dog, you know, he like likes her to get in trouble because if she's getting in trouble, that means he's not getting in trouble. Um, <laughs> right. but the hardest thing for me parenting wise has been, I feel like I overcompensate for things that I feel like that I didn't have, um, in a mothering relationship growing up. So, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of things that I do aren't necessarily necessary for me to do, but I do all of those things because it's like subconscious um, for me to be like, oh, well, I should do this for him because I didn't have that. Or, you know, I should make, I should make sure he feels this way because I didn't feel that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Will and I've had a lot of conversations about it. You know, he's like, you're literally the best mother, um, but you have to not beat yourself up over stuff like you can't you can't literally give him the entire world um because you lacked things growing up and so that's been a really hard struggle but as far as like a daily parenting struggle um I just have a really hard time saying no and I think that also goes back to what I was just saying that maybe it's just like something that I've carried with me from childhood and maybe I'll get better through therapy. Um, But no is just like not my strong suit with Jackson. And it's weird because I can tell everybody else now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's, but also he is your only child. And so I think that that's pretty common in parents of, of only children, right? Like, because why would, what reason do you have to say no? Right. Like last night, for example, I mean, this is just like a small little example, um, but we had finished eating dinner and Jackson got like, we did this fundraiser through the school and they got these little like refillable cups. And if you reach like a certain price point, you get this refillable cup and the local gas station lets them get slushies in it. They can go up there as many times as they want to until the new year. And so we had had dinner and he wanted to go and get a slushie and it was like 7.15 at night. And 
I'm just like, okay, it's literally like three minutes down the road for me to go and do this. And we're about to watch the World Series. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But I feel like anytime he asks me to do something like that, like, I'll do it. It happens. I don't think you should beat yourself up over it at all. Um, For example, when he asked for like little things, like he's huge on this big 10, Ben 10 thing right now. And he wants, Jackson's a huge toy player. And I never was that as a child. So I don't get the thrill. So (laughs) he wants like all the characters and like all of the, you know, whatever. And I don't Mm -hmm. get it. Like I really, I don't get the thrill. So um, I was like more of like a movie watcher (laughs) and just like being quiet person. I don't know. Um, So... He wants all of these things and I'm like, okay. And I mean, they're like $7.99. Like it's not that big of a deal, but I'm like, okay, well now it's getting close to Christmas. So no, no one's buying anything until Christmas comes. And he's like, well, that's fine because you probably wouldn't find these characters anyway, because they're like limited edition and probably Santa's the only person that would find them. So I'm like, okay, great. Oh, okay. Great. So probably don't even exist and don't know how we're going to find them. Um, whatever so moving on (laughs) what you got um actually my kids are really big toy players too especially i mean isaac was up until pretty recently like now he's into other things but like always a toy player and lincoln and lux the same way like they love their little characters like the little sets that you can get like my kids love them um maybe it's a boy thing i don't know but what i was gonna say um and i really i'm struggling with this um because Isaac had, Isaac's about to be 10, so he's nine. Um, glad I can do math. And um, he has been complaining about headaches for a while. And I mean, they're very frequent. And I cannot relate because I didn't have my first headache until I was an adult. Like, I truly mean that. I, this isn't like a, oh, I'm sure you had one and don't remember. Like, no, I didn't know what it was like to have a headache until I was a full-blown adult. And so Isaac is complaining of headaches like, multiple days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lindsay, I'm telling you every single time I get a subscription box in the mail, I feel like it's Christmas morning. Um, last week we got another KiwiCo box for the kids and I can't wait to do it with them when they get home. I know KiwiCo is a subscription box for kids that is fun, educational, and helps them develop creative confidence to change the world. If your kid is always saying how bored they are or how they want to spend all their time staring at the screens, then this is a solution for you. So what's great about KiwiCo is that it gives your kids a fun, engaging project that teaches them about STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. They have boxes for every age from 0 to 16, and all three of my boys look forward to using them. Same. Jackson loves KiwiCo because he knows it's mommy and him time, and the box comes with all the supplies that you need to make something really cool. Um, The last two boxes that we got, one was like a detective kit that has invisible ink that you can write on it, and he just felt like such a spy. And then the other one that we did was a mechanical um, arm that you like pick up stuff with. So you had to like build it and he still uses it to this day. It's amazing. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. So KiwiCo is giving our listeners their first month free. So go to KiwiCo.com slash coffee. 
Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, it's kiwico.com slash coffee to get your first month for free. That's kiwico.com slash coffee for the most convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment. You can cancel at any time, and monthly options start at $19.95 a month, including shipping. So finally... um, I told Joe, I said, listen, Isaac, can, he, he keeps complaining of headaches. I have to take him to the doctor. And Joe disagrees with me. He's like, well, it's just a headache. They're pretty common. Tell him to drink some water. He needs a better diet and call it a day. Um, Isaac's not a picky eater. He is my least picky child. He loves salad. He'll eat. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not worried about his diet. Um, so I made him an appointment with the pediatrician. He went on Tuesday and the doctor basically was like, can't really do anything about it, like not really sure, write it down when he gets a headache. And, you know, if we realize that they're very frequent, we'll, t- we'll set him up with uh, an appointment with a neurologist. Lo and behold, today is now Thursday and the school nurse called me and is like, Isaac's here with a headache and a fever. Oh, wow. I'm just like, I texted Joe. I'm like, I told you. you. Pick- I mean, it was not, it's not my week, but... I mean, this is, yeah, it was like I told you, like, it's just, and I don't want to manifest anything to be wrong, but I would like to know if any other moms that listen or anybody that's listening to the podcast, so they know kids that struggle with headaches and um, did they go see a neurologist or what did you guys do? Because um, I feel like up until this point, I've done everything that I really can do. I don't know that a neurologist at this moment would say, yeah, bring them in, we're going to see them because we haven't documented up until this point, I, I'm going to write it down today, obviously, that he had a headache, but I don't know that a neurologist would see him right now because it's only headaches. Right. Well, funny that you say that about the school nurse because I also received a call from the school nurse yesterday and also the day before. And Isaac seems more like if he's not a child that's a faker, then it's probably a legitimate concern to at least have him checked out to see, you know, if he's experiencing like headaches for whatever type of reason, like it could be seasonal. It could be like, you don't know. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think like your mom instinct to do what your mom instinct tells you to do. And you should just do that. Um, But Jackson on the other hand is so clumsy. And every time they have like head bumps, the school calls. So he was like going to get a walkie talkie for a teacher the other day and then like head bumped and got a black eye from like some kid. And then yesterday morning I was getting him ready for school and I already knew it was going to be like something because he was saying how he didn't want his daddy to drive him to school and how he really just wanted to spend some alone time with me. Kale, literally our whole life is alone time. Um, And (laughs) how... He was like saying some like weird stuff about how he might need to come home or like he was sleepy or something. And then I was like, no, I don't think so. So then he goes to school, Will takes him to school. And then at like one o'clock, I get a call and his teacher's like, well, Jackson's complaining of a bellyache and he went to the bathroom like three times. So I'm like, put Jackson on the phone. So then I ask him and I can tell by his voice, like he's probably just full of shit. And I said, why did you go to the bathroom three times? 
He said, I had to go to the bathroom. I said, well, what? Like poop? And he was like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, I mean, what kind of poop? And he's like, it was poop. It was bad. And I was like, okay. So the school nurse gets back on the phone and she's like, well, there is a virus going around. So, I mean, it could be legitimate. He doesn't have a fever or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, if he doesn't have a fever, it's likely not a virus, but fine. I'll come and get him. So leave the gym literally two miles into my bike ride. I had just got to the gym two miles in. I'm like, whatever, just throw the whole rest of the damn day away. So I go and pick him up and he's coming to the office and like, do your kids make these faces where it's like they're intentionally trying to look like they're ill? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was like one of those faces. And I mean, it's funny how when he got home, he got his superheroes and he was able to take a bubble bath. He was able to eat almost a whole entire thing of uh, Chick-fil-A chicken noodle soup. And he was able to watch cartoons and he did not have any diarrhea shits or any throw ups and he was able to go to school for Halloween. So, Oh, I'm going to call BS. That's what I'm going to call. I was about to say that's probably <laughs> a nice BS story. <laughs> it will was like, um, you're, you're to blame because the first time the school called you went and got him. So you're to blame. So please tell me, Everyone who's listening and also the lady that I'm having the conversation with, you, Kale, do you go <laughs> the lady <laughs> and pick up your children when the school calls? Like, what is the protocol? Because I feel like I'm getting scammed. Well, what are you supposed to do? Leave him? I don't know. I think they would, they probably, the nurse is so nice. I'm actually friends with her and her little daughter is like precious and Jackson and her play. But I don't want to be like nurse so-and-so. Jackson's full of crap and he's not ill. He just wants to come home. So I don't want to be like that parent. But also I'm kind of like, Jackson, you better not call home one more time from school because he's called home like four times already. And he's not (sighs) been ill one single time. Okay, Lindsay, how was your Halloween last week? Because we have so much candy just from the school activities that I don't even know what to do with it. Right. Jackson got so much candy too. Thankfully, our new toothbrush from Quip is amazing because now I don't have to worry as much about cavities. They just came out with a kid's toothbrush not too long ago that is tweaked for smaller mouths. Yes. So Quip's electronic toothbrush is compact and the wireless design mounts to your mirror so you have the space in your bathroom. Plus, the travel-ready cover protects your brush when you're traveling. It's literally a game changer and fun to brush your teeth because they're so cute and come in so many different colors, and I personally love the pink one. So I use the gold one. My kids have a green and red one, and I'm going to get one for Lux. I actually just posted a picture of changing the toothbrush heads because I got the three-month. I saw that. Yeah. Um, But when I brought home the different colors, the kids fought over them. It was like, who's getting what? Um, But now they're so cute and they're all grown up with their little routine and they love brushing their teeth, including Lux. But I'm like, you can't use your brother's toothbrush. (laughs) Quip is my go-to, not just because the sleek design or the pink color, but because it helps me remember how long I need to brush my teeth. With their built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and helps clean your whole mouth evenly. That's why we love Quip and why I'm literally getting it for my whole family this Christmas. Lindsay and I are getting them for everyone for stocking stuffers. 
Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash coffee right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash coffee. Listen, I think that these kids are fakers. I mean, not I, I don't think Isaac's a faker, but Jackson may be the master faker. Yeah. Has, does Lincoln go to the school nurse? Mm-mm. Lincoln is honestly the perfect child. Like I don't, Lincoln's a perfect, I, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I, don't I will know. say, oh wait, actually I'm lying because this is not a faking story, but I will say that over the weekend, Okay, Javi used to get nosebleeds all the time, like out of nowhere. And I'm not talking like a little bit of blood. I'm talking like full-blown gushing, wake up in the middle of the night, like always have nosebleeds. And I think that he passed that down to Lincoln because when we were in New York for the reunion, he got this like nosebleed and nobody knew about it. But then like I realized that he must have cleaned himself up and then it was all like in his nose. And then like I have this like weird thing where I always check my kids' nose and ears. Like I'm my, I'm not sending my kid to school or to somewhere and have shit in their ears, shit in their nose. Like me, let me either. cut your nails. Like I am not get over here so I can clean you up. Like I will literally pick my five year old's nose. Like I'm not playing. Same. We're not doing this. So I like go and I'm so gross because I do it every day. I'm like, all right, Lincoln, come here. Let me look at your nose. And I look up and it's like. A literal blood clot in his nose like it was like literally like it wasn't snot dried snot it was a full blood clot and I pulled it out and it was like a whole scab and I was like oh my god this isn't normal like this isn't so I need to know also does anyone else's kids just get random nosebleeds all the time well when we were in New York last weekend Kale was in her her angry mode like leaving and she was like hustling around getting all the kids like it was literally like a zoo like I've never seen something like this and (laughs) Lincoln was like standing there and I look at him and I'm like bro like you have a nosebleed and then Kale's just like looking at me and I'm like picking Lincoln's (laughs) nose for him because I am the same way like I can't do like boogers No, like I, and I'm like, the ear thing weirds me out. And it's weird because like, as the older my kids get, the more I don't want to do it because I'm more grossed out. But I also don't want my kids to be the kid that has shit in their ears and their nose and shit in their teeth and dirt in their nails. And I'm like, I know I'm afraid like, I'm like, somebody will call my kid like booger nose or something. And I'm always afraid, like, I have this really bad thing with, like, I'm afraid I have a booger. So I'll, like, go to the bathroom, like, a hundred times to see if I have a booger. But, like, I don't. Just use your phone camera. That's what I do. But do do you relate? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. All the time. Or I'm, like, um, if I'm around someone, like, it could be anyone. I don't even know them. (laughs) And I'm, like, oh, my God. I realized that I ate something and didn't look in the mirror. Do I have something in my teeth? Yeah, I'm that same way. And it's literally, I'm so self-conscious over it. Like I would rather just like not smile in case. Like, right. Like Like just in case. Like if you have like a little parsley or something, like that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) The daily struggles of peoplehood. Yes. Um, In other news, 
there was another question that somebody asked about opinions on this season of Teen Mom 2 for you and everyone's storylines. So do you have any opinions? Do you have any opinions about your own storyline? Anything? I so far feel like despite Joe and Javi not filming, I mean, you, I, I was nervous that it was going to be very one-sided. And as much as I don't want them on the show... Um, for my own selfish reasons, I was very nervous that, especially with the Hawaii and Joe stuff, I was like, well, Joe's not going to get to tell his side and I don't want it to be unfair or biased. Yeah. However, I do feel like I got the feedback that I expected. There was going to be people that sided with him. There was going to be people that saw my perspective. And then there was going to be people that were like, you know, what did Isaac want to do? So, um, and then like Javi hasn't been part of my storyline at all. Like I from what I can remember, I think we're what, four, four episodes in. Um, and I don't, he's like not part of it. Um, and then I feel better that I have not talked shit about Chris because I think that over the past four years, Chris and I have been through hell. We've been through ups and downs. I mean, there have been very, very good parts of our relationship that haven't been talked about. And so I do think that this season I am trying to make up for the things that I said that were negative. I mean, they may have been true, but I don't want to surround myself with people who talk shit about Javi, Joe, or Chris. Like, I just don't. I don't want I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to tell their business. I don't want to put all of our dirty laundry out there. So I say that to say, I think that my, my, my specific storyline is going pretty well overall. I agree. For what I have seen... Would have had time to like even watch, but I know like what you're doing in real time, so I feel like I don't like right. have to watch what you're doing. But mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a positive turnaround, and I'm sure it makes you feel a little at ease. And yeah, I think that you're just growing up, and it's just like crazy. I'm I will al- say though, I don't want. Go ahead. I feel like I'm only like two years older than you, but I feel like. People don't realize that. I feel like people think I'm like either like based off of like some of the comments that we get, it's like weird. It's like I feel like people think that like I'm so much older than you or whatever, but like we're in the same age range. Aren't you 28? Right. We just have very different situations. I will say that um, I don't want them to film my therapy progress at all. I want to, I don't mind talking about it and I want to say that in my story, but I don't want them to ever actually film my sessions because I feel like the work that I'm doing there is very personal and I want people to see the growth of what therapy can do, but I don't want them to be there for it. Um, I will, I love that they film Chelsea do her clothing line and stuff. Um, I hope that they'll let me have the opportunity to film my stuff with Pothead and everything else, like um, our podcast more. I hope they show that we're working and we're doing things other than Teen Mom and sitting on our couch. You know what I mean? Like I hope that, you know, Chelsea being able to film that stuff will open the doors for the rest of us to do it because I feel like a lot of times they come in with a specific goal in mind and a specific this is what we're talking about. Um, So I would like to see that for my story because I think that, you know, the coming months are going to be crucial to our podcast, especially. And then, you know, Pothead has new products coming out that I have to fly out to San Diego for and 
do a shoot for the shampoo and conditioner. Um, so I would really want them to film that side of it. And um, for Leah, I think I think that they're dragging out the Jeremy stuff a little bit too far. Like, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Come on. Lindsay, I've been so obsessed with all my Brooklyn embedding for my place, and I just don't know how I made it through the first 25 years of my life without them. (laughs) Right. They're literally hotel quality sheets that I can get for such an affordable price. And I also heard that there are also more than half a million happy sleepers and counting. So the sheets don't only feel great, but they look amazing through my rooms and their mission is to make you feel comfortable and they definitely have succeeded with that. I know. And they also have so many different colors and patterns that I've been obsessed with. They also have towels, bedding, and other luxury products. And I actually just put my towels in the washing machine before I podcasted. So they're the best. Lately, I've been raving about my Brooklyn and Sheets and other products because they're literally so nice and comfortable. And the towels have made each one of my bathrooms look like a five-star hotel, which I love. I couldn't recommend them more. And Brooklyn is giving an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use our promo code COFFEE at brooklinen.com. Again, that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com with promo code COFFEE for 10% off and free shipping for literally the best sheets, comforters, towels ever. They even come with a lifetime guarantee. Um, I just saw last um, week's episode and I thought it was drug out a little much, but I feel like, like you said, you know, people have to understand that it's TV and production and networks always see like one thing and what they capture and what you see might reflect a little differently than intended. So, um, I do agree that it was, it was drug out a little far. Well, it's hard too, because as you know, like in reality TV, you could have five major things going on, but you have to understand as a person on reality TV, and we don't always like it. And I've talked about it before. Like, why can't you guys focus on something else? Well, the truth of the matter is that that's not what people are wanting to see. And that's not what people, that's not what makes sense in the storyline. So as much as we don't like it, that's just what has to happen. So for me right now, it's, you know, Chris, arguing about Lux's birthday party, but then coming anyway, thankfully, and, or, you know, Joe getting upset that I want to take Isaac to, like, that's what's the most, I guess, relatable for other young moms, if that's, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, no. But we'll see. I definitely saw some comments going around, you know, just on social media between this past week and this morning, whenever I was looking and it's just, it's hard for me to see it especially in y'all's situation, because yes, when I was on Chris Lee Knows Best, doing the storyline of divorce was hard. Um, but as far as like the show being as invasive as what Teen Mom is, like it's a it's a completely different platform, I feel like. Like the way that it's um, captured and everything is just so different. And so I feel like a lot of the things are very, very hard for y'all to film and then look back on it and be like, wait, like, Mm -hmm. wow. You know, I mean, I just, I see that and it's hard for me too, because whenever I read these comments, I know you personally. So when I read it, I kind of take personal offense to stuff because I'm like, okay, well, wait, like, that's not true. Like what you're saying is just not true (laughs) and it's annoying, you know, it's like, right. 
that's actually not what happened at all. Like that never really happened. And um, speaking about just like volatile comments or whatever you want to call them on social media, I sent it to you this morning, but I was just like minding my own business was on Instagram before I went into the gym and some woman commented on a picture of me doing cookies with Jackson for like Halloween. And it was so crazy to me because she commented and said, is all that organic? Was Jackson allowed to eat them or just look at them? Okay. So I've been wanting to address this for a long time because (laughs) I know that the storyline that kind of like followed me or I followed on Chris Lino's best was a very like organic approach to motherhood. And I feel like I still do that. However, um, I feel like I walk the line on both sides a little bit because I also vaccinate, you know, so I don't know if that's an organic approach or not. I just felt like that was the right thing to do for my kids. So that's what I went with. And yes, do I do a lot of organic alternatives for things? Yes, I do. But people also have to understand that it's a lot easier as a mother to do that when your child is young and they're not making decisions for themselves versus when they're school age and they see their friends eating things. I can't send my kid to school with carrots and celery. Like that's just not going to fly. You know, like it literally broke my heart when he told me that he wanted to try school lunch, but like, what am I going to do? Deprive my kid of being able to try school lunch? Like, no. So I feel like you have to be reasonable with things and you can still implement things in your life that are healthier alternatives, but your whole life doesn't have to focus around that. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, um, for anybody that's been been wondering, cause I do get a lot of comments about it. So I just, you know, want to, um, say that also back to the Jeremy and Leah thing, when things are emphasized on reality TV, likewise. Um, so I said to the woman, I'm glad that you decided to start your morning by harassing me. Interesting that you don't follow me, but came to my page to see what I was doing. <laughs> Sharon with two R's. Sharon with two R's. <laughs> yeah. Sharon with two R's and no, it's called moderation and being a normal human being. Maybe try moderating your mouth. She comes back and says, you're so easily triggered these days. It's fun. No, bitch. but why is that fun? Why is it fun to trigger somebody else? Like, why do you want to be that person that trigger, triggers them? I mean, obviously, when you look at the bigger picture, you're like, okay, well, there's obviously something wrong with you that that's how you're having fun. But also, it's just like, she doesn't even follow me. Block her. Like, why is she Not there? Like you're going to lose a follower over that. Honestly, because she has nothing better to do. Sharon with two R's, I'm going to need you to pick up a hobby or go to the gym. (laughs) So I put on the podcast um, Instagram, just like on the story, I said, I think I'll take some time out of my day during today's recording to talk about social media trolls such as Sharon. Why do we think she's so invested? So then people put comments on there like why they felt that she was so invested. So I think I'm going to read some of them because they're kind of funny. Please do. She's just jealous because she can't start her own brand. Some people have nothing better (laughs) to do than be nasty and they love a reaction. She has no life. She's insecure about herself. She too has too much time on her hands. 
Sharon with two R's laughing my ass off. Being rude <laughs> to you makes her feel better about herself. She's a trash can. Do it. Laugh out loud. Have a great day. Love y'all's podcast. I mean, her username is dumb. Sharon with her two R's. Her username, laugh out loud. Well, that's why she's mad because her mom named her Sharon with two R's. And so people probably called her Sharon. They probably called her Sharon. Kale, I can't. Like, she, and her name is Sharon. She's on a different level. So Sharon, I appreciate your comment because it actually gave me something to talk about. And a lot of people have been doing it. So you weren't the first one that came up with the original comment of why aren't you so organic anymore? Um, because I'm normal and because just because I have, or- blame me. I have organic blueberries and um, milk in my refrigerator <laughs> doesn't mean that my kid didn't come to me this morning and say he wanted to eat nachos at school lunch today because, you know, it's Thursday. So um, I let him eat nachos for school. So if you got a problem with it, worry about your own damn self. Listen, speaking of eating things, I don't know if you saw my Twitter rant this morning. Yeah. <sighs> Listen. What about it? Okay. For those for those of you who do not follow me on Twitter, I'm about to tell y'all a little story. Um, I have been ordering some meal prep meals for my friend Kevin who cooks. So um, he knows how picky I am. So he knows I really only do like chicken and beef and then like the other things like I don't eat salad or like any of that stuff. So he's very specific in my meals. So comes over to drop them off to me and he's like, hey, Kale, I want you to try this. And it looked like beef. So I was like, okay, but I don't eat veal. So I'm not going to eat that because I know you're trying to trick me because it's probably veal. He's like, no, Kale, it's not veal. Just try it. So now I'm like, okay, you're psyching me out. You're making me believe that it's something not, it's not, and it's just beef. Why did I try this? Um, I put it in my mouth. I literally put it in my mouth and chewed one bite. And he's like, it's goat. (gasps) I spit it in the trash can. And I now want to become a vegetarian because it made me think of all the things that I, the meat that I eat and the, like every single time I take a bite of meat now, all I can think about is that this was an animal. Like I'm biting into meat. Like I think about if someone was to cook me and take a bite of me, that is so like, I just, it's, I'm, I want to be a vegetarian and I don't know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You guys. So I need help. This just opened up. I speak to my therapy about this just opened up a whole conversation because, and I'm going there because (laughs) we talked about being like fake vegetarians for like a couple of hours on the podcast like two weeks ago. and But then, someone tweeted me from that and said that if you go vegetarian without extensive planning, you usually end up deficient in some type of vitamin or food group or whatever. So like I want to do it the right way. Right. Yeah. I want to do it the right way too. But here's the thing. Somebody, and I don't know who you are, but somebody listened to that podcast episode did some research, found my address. And reported us to PETA. It, no, did some research, found my address, and sent me pictures of dead animals. No, they didn't. Bleeding. 
And no, they didn't. yes, they did. No, they didn't. I swear they did. And I was opening my mail. Will was actually driving home. And so I was opening my mail on the way to our house. And when I got it, I had to close it really fast because Jackson was in the back seat and I was afraid like he would be able to see it. But it was like these comparisons of like would okay, it's like a mom and like an infant and then like a animal and then like an infant calf or something. And it was like, would you take, would it like somebody take a human baby from their mother and like do this? And like the next pictures were like blood dripping. And so (gasps) I just felt really scared because one, like my home address is not a PO box. So I don't want to receive like things like that. And I do appreciate somebody like sending me something to try to like help educate. But if you could just do that over um, Instagram or like email or something like that, because I, it did feel a little invasive and I, I was a little bit scared whenever I opened it. So, well, I send my kids down to my mailbox to get the mail all the time. If my, if Lincoln went down there and got the mail and like did that, and he saw it, I would be... Mortified. Yes, and I would be calling the police. Like, don't do that. Like, there's Uh, lines, there's boundaries. I wouldn't do that to someone I know, let alone someone I don't know. And honestly, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I almost did call the police because it didn't have a return address on it. And so I was like, maybe this is, like, something to, like, scare me. Like, I didn't know what it was. And then I had to like retrack my thoughts of like, where would somebody even get the idea of, to send me something like this? And I was like, well, we did talk about veganism, like on the podcast. So like, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but yeah, I don't have a PO box or anything like that. So if you want to send like any information, the best way to do it is just to click on the email on the Instagram account and then actually Kale and I both will get it. So that's the best yeah, way. Yeah, both of us will get it. Mm-hmm. But can you believe... Wow, that's terrifying. You didn't tell me that. No, I texted you and I was like, did you get this? And you were like, "Oh, no. No. But also I... Did it come in an envelope? Yeah. So no, I didn't get it because I... Well, first of all, I don't open my mail. Like I'm absolutely terrible when it comes to mail and so like all my bills are auto pay online yeah so anything i get in the mail it's literally in a pile in my office um so i don't open my mail but the like postcards or like magazines or any of that stuff that i get in the mail which i that's what it looked like almost like a postcard type deal that must have been inside an envelope am i right yeah so if it comes in an envelope, if I did get it, I don't have it yet or I didn't open it. And two, I throw out anything else. Like I put it in recycling. So I don't, now I want to open all my mail, but I also don't want to see that because I will freak out. Yeah. you No, like literally I had one of those experiences. Like I can't even explain it. Like my heart dropped because I was like, wait, how did somebody like send this to me so fast? Because it also happened the same week that we talked about it. So it was sent like very fast. Like they had to have listened to the episode. If it was even related, it had to have been sent like the day that they listened to the episode because it got here so fast. And I don't even know where it came from. Like there was no return address, nothing. Um, That reminds me of a time that my very first house in Delaware, 
um, I kept getting letters from this guy and he was like 40 something because I had them run a report on him. And he was like 40 something and he was sending me letters um, telling me that like he knew where I lived and could I please sign these things and send him pictures back and gave me his return address and like he loves me and like all these like weird things. And um, Chelsea started getting them too. And it was some guy that lived in Pennsylvania, I guess. And um, he was like 47. He didn't really have a criminal record, but he kept sending stuff to me and Chelsea. And I had multiple letters from him, but I'm like, that's why I make such a big deal about MTV not showing my house on TV. And they actually just showed my old house on like the entire front exterior. And I flipped out because I'm like, I still own all the houses that I've owned. Like I still own them. So it's like, and people live there. And I, when they move out because crazy people are showing up and they think it's okay. Are you, is MTV going to cover the rent? Because it's not okay. Like I can show parts of the exterior of my house. Like if I'm on Instagram or whatever, but I'm not showing the entire house top to bottom. Like that's so scary. All you have to do is just put it in Google and get like a reverse image search or whatever and then also like there's no way to protect the address of your house because people can literally like google it and it's just scary like i wouldn't look up someone's name that follows us on instagram and like send them something like i feel like that's so invasive it's so scary it is so scary and i just feel like that okay it reminds me of i don't know if you remember this but back when stamps like you used to could like personalize stamps and i think you can still do them but it reminds me yes. of this story of somebody telling me about, I mean, this and this has been like years and years and years ago, but somebody told me this story about how this kid got abducted from mail, like its parents had like gotten stamps that had the child's face on them. <gasps> what? Yeah. And like the kid got kidnapped or abducted, whatever you call it, um, because the people knew like where the kid lived. Oh no. See, that's weird. First of all, I'm not putting my I'm not putting my kids face on any stamps. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like yeah, it's like a cute idea, but like but also just get a calendar for the inside of your home or maybe frame the picture. Like I'm not Yeah, like no. You don't need to be like that's that's doing too much, you know? Like it's way too much. It's way too much. Um so before we go though, I wanted to just like ask if people are interested in like little like easy like soup recipes or like what type of recipes are you guys interested in? Because I want to start like chefing it up, but like really chefing it up. (laughs) Um, I get in these like weird moods, like when it starts getting towards the holidays, because I love them so much. I just want to like cook everything and like... I get really creative at the holiday time. It's like weird. Um, like I'm looking in my office right now at all of my new decor that I haven't set up. And I'm like, I need to like do videos of this so people can get ideas. Like, I don't even know if people like my ideas. Like if they don't. I love your ideas. If, I love them. If they want soup ideas, like Kale, do you want soup ideas? Like for your crock I pot? I do for sure. Yes. Cause like, I feel like I can help and I can really like be an influence and like, help people's 
even if I can just like help your dinner life be easier, then I want to do that. So, right. Cause that's the hardest part of motherhood for me. Yes. So if you guys want some soup recipes, make sure you comment on the Instagram, not in DM, but make sure you comment like on the actual page. Cause that's where we're probably going to see them. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's it, Kale. That's all we have time for. I can't believe that. That hour went by so fast. It's time to bounce, homie. <laughs> I, we, have, we have a phone call. We have a meeting at yeah. 1245. In fact, you guys, we have, we have a meeting that we actually have to be in attendance for. We cannot skip out. So um, that's it. But if you guys have any questions, any topics that you want us to cover, um, again, send it to the email or put it in the comments on the Instagram page. And just make sure if you do have access to like an iPhone or a tablet, um, what do they call them? Like a um, iPad? Yeah, iPad. Um, Make sure (laughs) if it has the podcast app on there, make sure that you subscribe from that device and leave us a five-star review and also a written review. Um, We hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.